So I will, my message this morning will come from 1 Peter chapter 2, and I'll read these words for you that you may um, have it fresh in mind when I enter the, the message. So, like newborn infants, long for pure spiritual milk, that by it you may also grow up in salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good, as you come to Him. A living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. You yourselves, like living stones, are, are being built up as a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in Him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellences of him who called you out of the darkness and into the light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Thus ends the reading of First Peter. The title of my homily this morning is All We Need. And I, and I use First Peter chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. And I'll repeat it again for emphasis. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation, if, you, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. And the question I have this morning is, to whom are you aligned? Remember I spoke of the cornerstone. Remember I, I spoke of you know, how the building has the cornerstone and all the blocks, the rest of the blocks are aligned to that, just as God hopes that the church, God gave us the cornerstone, Jesus Christ, and hopes that all the members of the church are aligned to that it's himself. So, But as Paul wrote, there was a time, there was a time that all, was, all we needed was our mother's milk. Thousands of years ago, the first milk of our mother's breast, the colostrum, was all we needed. Filled with the antibodies, this precious milk set, us, set up our defenses for the wild world in which we would grow. For much of the time on earth, this was the only milk we could drink. We breastfed for a great part of our infancy. A few thousand years ago, this is a fascinating 
fascinating development. A few thousand years ago, some Europeans developed a mutation that made their body produce lactose. Lactase, excuse me, it's an enzyme, lactase. The enzyme that breaks down lactose, milk sugar, and a disaccharide sugar made of galactose and glucose. Many generations later, most of us can digest milk because of that genetic mutation. But especially people of European descent. So we no longer have the extended need for our mother's milk. We're nourished by other mammalian milks, like goats. I was raised on goat's milk. We're nourished by other milks. And to this point, let us, let us turn as we have to First Peter, where Peter introduces us to the divine milk, the pure spiritual milk. Peter says, like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk. Now, Peter purposely alludes to God being like a mother, nourishing us with pure, guileless, truthful, divine milk. The Word of God is all we need. That's the milk. The Word of God is all we need. And, and as they knew about breast milk, spiritual milk is all we need in our infancy as Christians. And nourished by this pure milk, we grow, we thrive, we stand on our own as living stones. We are living stones. This imagery is supported by some of the language out of the Jews of Qumran. Qumran was the community that wrote down, transcribed the scripts into the Dead Sea Scrolls. So that's the people of Qumran. And they recorded the Dead Sea Scrolls. And, it was a, and within the Dead Sea Scrolls, there's a description of their community as a living temple. One text describes the parts of the temple, the pillar, the foundations, as animated entities. This being said, it's easy to move to, to the we living stones gathered into a, we are living stones gathered into a spiritual house. Now, the Qumran Jews referred to the house and both the temple and a household as both a temple and a household. And that kind of makes sense to us as we, as we develop into Christians because we didn't have churches back in the first century of, of Christianity. We met in houses and the houses became our temples and that's where we worship. So, whatever structure we're assembled in, assembled in by God into a, a structured assembly, and like ancient techni techniques used to build houses, each living stone of the spiritual house is aligned with the cornerstone. And our cornerstone is Christ. I, I've repeated that a number of times this morning, and I, I think it could, be, could certainly be repeated over and over again. But we know that the house is not finished. Our, our congregation is not finished. More living stones are being added to the house every day. The spiritual house is growing into a holy nation. And this holy nation is the people of God. So we living stones were once unstructured. We had nothing to align ourselves to, but now we align ourselves to Christ. There is a process here. We're nourished as Christian infants by God's word, spiritual milk. Growing into living stones, assembled into a spiritual house, every living stone aligned with the living stone, our cornerstone, Jesus Christ. 
growing into a holy nation, the people of God, out of darkness into God's marvelous light. And as long as the house is aligned with Christ, it will remain holy. All we need is the word to align the spiritual house to keep it holy. But we know that assemblies will not self-align with the cornerstone. Structures shift, walls crack, floors sag. The same thing could be said of uh, as metaphors for a congregation. You know, a structure shift. You know, people come to different understandings. The walls crack. Sometimes there's division in congregations and the floors sag. Sometimes the congregations age and their resources diminished greatly. We must always be ready to check our alignment with Jesus Christ. And so I think it would be good to ask ourselves every Sunday, but especially this Sunday, to whom are we aligned? To whom are we aligned? Are we aligned to anything? Are we just floating out there? We're never going to be where God wants us to be until we put Christ as our cornerstone. And then willingly align ourselves with God's help, of course. Let us pray. Lord, as Christians, as a spiritual community, all we need is Your Word, Your spiritual milk. We give thanks for You having sustained it all of these many years and bringing it to life on a Sunday morning, reminding us of how simple we used to live. And we made it this far. Lord, as we, as we take these words of 1 Peter and try to apply them to our lives this day, Lord, by the power of Your Holy Spirit, may You urge us to revisit this passage. May we urge us to, to check to whom we are aligned. By the power of Your Holy Spirit, help us to be aligned to You. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you.